Ladies and gentlemen, recording from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to another edition of the one and only podcast known to the world as Sean's Sports Stop, where Sean Tiplitsky gives his unique opinion on the biggest news stories in sports. On today's episode of Sean's Sports Stop, by the way, this is episode number 203. As per usual, I will cover the news result, the biggest news stories in sports, as well as the news results and future matchups of the Los Angeles sports teams, as I usually do. Once again, this episode number 203, every episode of my podcast is available on every podcast platform that includes iTunes and Spotify. Um, so yeah, also just help out any way you can, leave a five-star review on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, all that stuff really does go a long way. Also, through Anchor, you can support my podcast by donating, basically paying a monthly fee, excuse me, to listen to my podcast, or to, to not to listen, you can listen for free anytime you want, but uh, to support it, to make it uh, improve, so to speak. But obviously, that's not mandatory, you don't have to do that, but it is greatly appreciated. And uh, the last, check out my social media also at Sean's uh, Sports Up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as my website at SeanSportsUp.com. And the last thing I want to say is uh, check out my friends over at Crimson IT. They are a Los Angeles-based managed IT services company that specializes in ultra-reliable and highly secure IT services for the small and medium-sized companies. If you would like to see if any of your company email passwords have been stolen uh, on the internet, reach out to them. And for listeners of my podcast, they will run a free scan on the dark web for any information related to your company that has been leaked, stolen, or sold. Crimson IT can be reached at 310-838-3700 or crimsonit.com. That's C-R-I-M-S-O-N-I-T dot C-O-M. So without further ado, let's get down to it. The biggest news stories in sports, starting with European football or soccer. Manchester United have confirmed the appointment of former Red Devils star Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer as their interim manager for the rest of the season. United announced uh, his appointment in a statement on Wednesday, a day after they parted company with former manager Jose Mourinho. So they said, quote, Manchester United is in my heart, or he said, quote, Manchester United is in my heart and it's brilliant to be coming back in this role. Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with the very talented squad we have, the staff and everyone at the club. Executive Vice Chairman Ed Woodward added, quote, Ole is a club legend with huge experience both on the pitch and in coaching roles. His history at Manchester United means he lives and breathes the cult- the culture here, and everyone at the club is delighted to have him and Mike Phelan back. We are confident they will unite the players and the fans as we head into the second half of the season. The Red Devils seem to accidentally announce the former Norway international would take over on their website on Tuesday, on Tuesday night before deleting the post. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Solskjaer managed Mold in his native Norway, but they have finished the 2018 season and won't resume playing again until the end of March. The 45-year-old spent 11 years at Old Trafford between 1996 and 2007, scoring 126 goals and 366 appearances. In that time, he won six Premier Leagues, six Premier League titles, uh, the UEFA Champions League, and the FA Cup twice. So it seems like a good move for United. I don't think he's the answer in terms of long term. I think uh, Pochettino, Tottenham's current manager, or Zinedine Zidane, who most recently managed Real Madrid and led them to uh, three straight UEFA Champions League uh, titles and then resigned, surprisingly. Uh, I really hope for Zidane, but I think Solskjaer is a, a very good replacement on an interim basis, but not more than that. So switching gears to the NBA, Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James stated the obvious when picturing Anthony Davis suiting up in the purple and gold alongside him, saying, quote, that would be amazing. He told this to ESPN.com's Dave McMenamin on Tuesday. That would be amazing, like, duh, that would be incredible. 
Um, even, even at 33, LeBron continues to be one of the NBA's uh, best players. He's averaging 27.7 points, almost eight rebounds and seven assists while shooting almost 52% from the floor. Now imagine that LeBron James pairing with Anthony Davis, who's putting up 28 points, 12 and a half rebounds, and almost three blocks a game. Together, they might be able to help the Lakers overcome the Golden State Warriors and other teams like the Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee Bucks, and even the Indiana Pacers of the Eastern Conference. But Davis is under contract uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans through the 2020-21 season, but he can leave after next year. So we'll just have to see. Uh, obviously, I've said many times I would love to have Anthony Davis on the Lakers. And uh, the only player that I would give up the young core for that features Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram is Anthony Davis. I would not uh, touch any of the young core for any other player other than AD. Uh, switching gears to the MLB. That rhymes. Major League Baseball and the Cuban Baseball Federation have reached an agreement that would allow Cuban players to join an MLB team without needing to defect uh, from Cuba, according to Jeff Passan of Yahoo Sports. The agreement would allow Cuban players to come to the United States on work visas with MLB teams playing the CBF or paying playing or paying the CBF or a lease fee, a similar system to how Japanese, Korean, and Taiwanese players join MLB teams. As Passan noted, the pact would, quote, end the trafficking of players by smugglers, situations that have led to players being kidnapped, threatened, and extorted. Quote, Cuban players coming to the MLB have been smuggled out by human trafficking organizations that are often tied to another to other criminal organizations, and often they lose a big chunk of their bonus to pay for their passage out of Cuba. The MLB's Deputy Commissioner and Chief Legal Officer Dan Halem told Dave Scheinin of the Washington Post, and often some un unsavory characters continue to harass the player or their family if they believe they weren't given the full amount. The deal with Cuba, two years in the works, would run through October 31st, 2021, and have a different release fees and have different release fees depending on the player's age. Quote: Major league teams would pay a release fee on top on top of the money owed a player. For those under 25, the fee would be 25%, and only the money paid to the players would count against the team's international signing bonus pool. For those 25 and over who are considered professionals, the fee would be on a sliding scale between 15 and 20%. Players who, will, who still defect would face a mandatory waiting period before being permitted to sign with a team. And as Shinin noted, quote, a State Department spokesman confirmed that players will have to travel to a third country for their visa, like other Cuban nationals per current U.S. policy. While the agreement is a landmark uh, moment for baseball and would put Cuban players at far less risk than defecting and getting smuggled into the United States, uh, uh, Passan noted, quote, uh, it, quote, could be scuttled if Donald Trump administration officials roll back Barack Obama-era provisions that paved the way for the historic pact. Barring government interference, Cuban players could begin coming to MLB teams as of Wednesday. So I think this is monumental. I think this is great because uh, defecting uh, from a country is a very tough process. And like I said, they get um, extorted from criminal organizations. So that's not fun for anyone. And it's uh, more. this gives more clarity to the MLB teams. So uh, that's that. I think it's a great move. And hopefully they'll, they'll uh, extend the agreement past 2021 i think this should be this should be a permanent fixture for as long as possible so switching gears now to college basketball i was really surprised when i heard about this the university of north carolina and head basketball coach roy williams reached an agreement wednesday on an eight-year contract extension through the tar heels 2027-28 season unt athletic director bubba cunningham announced the new deal and williams made a statement about his contract with the school and apparel company nike saying quote I'm grateful and humbled in the university's, in the university's continued faith in my leadership at, of the basketball program. When I coached at Kansas, my contracts with Nike and our media partner were private, and UNC respected and honored that for 15 years. However, times have changed in understanding the environment that college basketball faces now. Chancellor Fault, uh, Fold, Bubba, and I agreed the correct and proper thing would be to disclose those terms. 
Williams has led to North has led North Carolina to three NCAA Division One championships in 2005, 2009, and 2017. Since taking over the program in 2003, he owns a 432 and 128 record across over 15 seasons with the team. The 68-year-old uh, North Carolina native who played for UNC's freshman squad started his collegiate coaching career with the Tar Heels and his assistant. Uh, as an assistant to the legendary Dean Smith for a decade starting in 1978. He left Chapel Hill in 1988 to become head coach at the University of Kansas. He guided the Jayhawks to a 418-101 and record and four Final Four appearances in 15 years before coming back to UNC as head coach. He's a two-time Associated Press College Basketball Coach of the Year, and he's a member of both the College Basketball and, bas and the, basketball's, the Basketball Halls of Fame. In August, North Carolina dedicated the floor inside the Dean Smith Center as the Roy Williams Court. Quote, it was emotional for me, Williams told the NCAA.com March Madness 365 podcast about the honor. It's hard to talk about. It was very flattering to have my name on the court inside the building named for Coach Smith is pretty special. In shaping up to become another title contending season for the Tar Heels, following an 8-2 start, including a victory over the number 4 Gonzaga Bulldogs on Saturday, and he continues to find consistent high-end success, and the University of North Carolina is rewarding him with a long-term deal. And I think he absolutely deserve it, deserves it, um, but I'm very surprised as to how long it is. Not because he doesn't deserve it, but because because of his age. I mean, let me take a look. He's 68 years old, so I guess it's fine. I mean, you know, coaching isn't the same as playing, obviously. So when his contract is up, uh, he'll be 76 years old. So I guess that's doable. I thought he was a little older than he is. And, uh, you know, the, the program is um, in great hands under, or, yeah, it's in great hands under his watch. I mean... UNC, they've been they've been great. You know, three national championships since 2003 under his watch. Uh, such a good winning percentage. He's just a legendary coach, and he deserves it 100%. So switching gears back to the NBA, this has to do with uh, more about Anthony Davis and him possibly coming to the Lakers. So the New Orleans Pelicans, the team that Anthony Davis play, plays for right now, reportedly aren't interested in trading superstar center Anthony Davis. According to ESPN.com's Brian Windhorst, the Pels, uh, short for Pelicans, are, in, are instead... Engaged in trade talks aimed toward improving the supporting cast around Davis. Uh, that's about it. That's the newest development. So the Pelicans don't want to trade Anthony Davis. No surprise there. But, you know, at some point, if he doesn't sign the Supermax extension uh, next offseason, I think they have to trade him because if he, if he won't sign the Supermax extension, he won't be eligible for it again. Um, so if he would want to stay with New Orleans, he would sign it. And if he doesn't sign it, that means he doesn't want to stay with the Pelicans and he wants to leave in free agency. So to avoid uh, him leaving for nothing to the Lakers, Celtics, or whatever other team it may be, I think you have to trade for him. I mentioned that uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers should have done this with LeBron James last season, probably knowing that he was going to leave in the offseason, but kind of um, being in denial about it, thinking, really believing that he would stay, but kind of subconsciously knowing that he wasn't going to stay. I think the Pelicans need to trade Anthony Davis um, if he doesn't agree to the Supermax extension. Switching gears to the NFL, I could not believe my eyes when I read this headline. It's just unbelievable. The Oakland Raiders signed free agent quarterback Nathan Peterman on Wednesday, according to Ian Rapport of NFL.com. Rapport was referring to John Gruden's comments about Peterman before he was the head coach in Oakland. In his ESPN days, Gruden wrote the following before the 2017 NFL draft. Quote, Peterman is ready to walk in and be a contributor from day one. He just looks like a pro quarterback coming out of the huddle, running an offense with different formations, shifting, motioning, different patterns that other colleges don't run. Peterman will recognize route combinations or route combinations and associated formations. Most importantly, he will be able to get in a huddle from day one and look at 10 grown men and tell them where to go and what to do and handle a versatile snap count. He has a vast amount of experience not only in running different offenses, but dealing with a lot of different teammates in the huddle. 
So Peterman, who was a fifth round, who was a pick, fifth round pick in the 2017 draft, started his professional career with the Buffalo Bills and made two starts as a rookie. He was named the Week One starter prior to the 2018 season, but was benched in favor of rookie Josh Allen less than one game into the season. <laughs> Buffalo gave the 24-year-old another look after Allen, who injured his elbow, and Derek Anderson, who had a concussion, suffered injuries. However, he fared no better in his last outing, completing 31, 31 passes for only 188 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions against the Chicago Bears. The second-year passer completed only 54.3% of his attempts this season for 296 yards, one touchdown, and seven interceptions. He had three multi-interception games in four appearances, and nobody will ever forget when he threw five interceptions in one half against the Los Angeles Chargers in his first career start. The Bills released him on November 12th. Given that the Raiders can cut A.J. McCarron after the season without absorbing a cap it, potentially saving them a $5 million cap it in 2019, Peterman may be viewed as a cheaper long-term backup for Derek Carr. Um, so, really, all I have to say is, if Derek Carr ever gets injured and you have to put Nathan Peterman in, uh, that's the end of the Oakland Raiders season right there. That's how bad Peterman is, and that's, there's really not much else to say. Switching gears back to the NBA... A number of players on the Oklahoma City Thunder and Chicago Bulls will pay the price for their roles in the scuffle during Monday's game. Uh, Brett Dawson of The Athletics shared the NBA's announcement, which noted Thunder guards Dennis Schroeder and Raymond Felton were each suspended one game for, quote, leaving the bench area. Chicago big man Robin Lopez was fined $25,000, along with Chicago guard Chris Dunn with $15,000, and Oklahoma City forward Jeremy Grant was fined $20,000. Oklahoma City had a little trouble with the re with the rebuilding Bulls during the 121-96 win, but the altercation overshadowed their performance. Uh, so Chicago's Cameron Payne fouled Terrence Ferguson during the second quarter, and Russell Westbrook and Dunn showed each other shoved each other in the immediate aftermath. Robin Lopez was restrained by a number of people and was one of four players who were given technical fouls, joining Russell Westbrook, Jeremy Grant, and Chris Dunn. Even Bulls head coach Jim Boylan got involved, pulling Grant away from the shoving, saying, quote, I was just trying to stand up for Dunn, Lopez said of his role per the Associated Press. I saw somebody fly in and out of the corner of my eye from the other side of the floor. I was just trying to stand up for my point guard right there. Lopez was ejected later in the game when he was assessed another technical foul. Man. Um, so, I mean, I can't say, you know, I don't believe that fighting is good for the MB. I mean, I kind of do. What I mean is, Fighting is never a good thing, but when there are altercations like this, it makes it more entertaining and exciting, and uh, it overshadows how really soft, how soft the NBA really is nowadays. Speaking of the NBA, we have much more stories, but first, uh, no, we have much more stories, and here is one of them. The Washington Wizards have reached an agreement with free agent guard Ron Baker, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> Baker appeared in 11 games this season for the New York Knicks, averaging 1.3 points and 1.2 assists before the Knicks waived him on December 13th. According to Wojnarowski, the Wizards are waving O'Carl o o o White in order to free up a roster spot for Baker. Baker brings some experience to Washington's backward after the Wizards traded Austin Rivers to the Phoenix Suns as part of the Trevor Ariza-Kelly Oubre Jr. trade. General Manager uh, Ernie Grunfield, Grunfield is limited in how he can improve Washington's roster to get the team back into the top eight of the Eastern Conference. The Wizards have the NBA's fourth-highest payroll at $135.6 million and little in the way of trade assets, especially after shipping Kelly Oubre Jr. out. Uh, so I don't really know what to say about this. I mean, what can you say? I guess it's a good move. It's a bad move. I don't know. I don't know Ron Baker. He's averaging one point and one assist a game. So if the Wizards feel that he's an improvement from the guy that they're uh, waving, then yeah, by all means, sign him. Uh, switching gears to more uh, rumors about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has now commented on the rumors about him going to the Lakers. 
So New Orleans Pelicans big man Anthony Davis isn't focused on LeBron James' desire to play with him one day, saying, quote, I don't really care. He said this to Zach Lowe of ESPN.com following Wednesday's 123-115 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, it's cool to hear any high-caliber player say they want to play with me, but my job is to turn this team around. If we're 15-17, and 17, that means I'm not doing my job. Uh, and again, uh, that's those are the latest updates. No more to say. Switching gears now to college football. It was signing day today, or at least some of signing day. Alabama continues to crush the recruiting cycle. The defending champions crushed their early national signing day on Wednesday, landing five-star running back Trey Sanders, five-star offensive tackle Evan Neal, and defensive end Antonio Alfano. Sanders is ranked as the number five overall recruit in the nation and the top player at his position, while Neal comes in at number 20 overall and is the fifth-ranked offensive tackle. Alfano is the number 28 player overall and number three at his position. The Crimson Tide currently sit atop 247 Sports' composite team rankings for the class of 2019, which is part of the uh, par for the, for the course in the Nick Saban era. Uh, for good measure, the Crimson Tide also flipped four-star safety Jordan Battle from Ohio State. Oh, and they also added Tua Tagovailoa's younger brother, four-star quarterback Talia Tagovailoa. <laughs> Man, they just don't stop. It's ridiculous. It wasn't all fun and games uh, for the Crimson Tide, though. However, as the top safety recruit in the country, five-star Daxton Hill flipped his commitment from Alabama to Michigan. So that's a loss there for Alabama. Alabama also has Georgia nipping on its heels in the class of 2019 as the Bulldogs landed their fifth five-star recruit on Wednesday with inside linebacker Nicole Dean committing to Georgia. He joined the top recruit in the nation, defensive end Nolan Smith, alongside five-stars in center Clay Webb, defensive tackle uh, Trayvon Walker, and wideout Dominic Blaylock. Uh... So that's that. I mean, Alabama and Georgia are just dominating the, um, what's it called? The recruiting day, signing day. Uh, switching gears back to the NBA to close out the notable news section of this episode, number 203. More on Anthony Davis. This is, man, so much on him. This is the uh, fourth story on Anthony Davis out of 11 on this episode. So Milwaukee Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo spoke with New Orleans Pelicans big man Anthony Davis after the Bucks 123-115 win over the Pelicans on Wednesday and jokingly tried to recruit him to his team per Steve Ashburner of NBA.com. Entering Wednesday, Davis was first in the NBA in player efficiency rating. Uh, and yeah, Antetokounmpo just uh, told him to join the Bucks. <laughs> so that's all we have for the notable news section. Now we're going to be transitioning to the LA Sports, starting with the Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers did not play today. Uh, they play the day after tomorrow, back home at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time against the New Orleans Pelicans as they look to snap their two-game losing streak and get back in the win column. The game's going to be on ESPN. Yellow Clippers did not play today. They play tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at home against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the game's going to be on TNT, broadcasted nationally as well. The Los Angeles Rams, who are at 11-3, uh, first in the NFC West, I believe second in the NFC behind the NFL-leading New Orleans Saints. They play the, the Rams play the Arizona Cardinals on the road. This Sunday, December 23rd at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time, the game is going to be on Fox. The Los Angeles Chargers second in the AFC West, at uh, or tied for first in the AFC West at 11-3. Uh, play the Baltimore Ravens this Saturday, December 20th, Saturday, uh, not Sunday, this Saturday, December 22nd at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time at home. It's going to be on NFL Network. The LA Kings did not play today. Uh, they don't play until Saturday, so... Uh, that is three days from now at 1 p.m. Pacific time against the San Jose Sharks on the road. The game's going to be broadcasted on NBC Sports, and the Kings won't look to make it two wins in a row. And the Anaheim Ducks did not play today. They play tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific time against the Boston Bruins on the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is all we have for episode number 203 of Sean Sports Up. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.